Hey, it's your boy, the Big Aristotle Shack, and this is the Prime Time Podcast from the Bros Who Think Network. Bitches. What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Prime Time Podcast. My name is Charles Reese, your host, and today we are previewing the LSU Tigers vs. The Mississippi State Bulldogs, a 2.30 game happening over in Starkville, going to be on that CBS slot. Uh, LSU appearing on CBS for the first time this season and probably going to be on CBS for the next three weeks as they are slated for that Auburn's 2.30 slot, as well as that Alabama game coming up. Have to imagine that's going to be on CBS. Don't think ESPN is going to get away with that. But first off, Today, we are going to preview this Mississippi State game. We've got two guests joining us. Uh, first is Robbie Falk of Mississippi 24-7 Sports and the Starkville Daily. Uh, so let's get into that interview with Robbie Falk, and then Josh Lemoyne will be joining us right after. We'd like to welcome our guest today is Robbie Falk of 247 Sports covering Mississippi State is joining us. Robbie, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. Just uh, hanging out in Starkville, getting ready for uh, game day in a couple of days. Well, it looks like Mississippi State is making the official move to having a new quarterback as Schrader will be starting. Uh, what can we expect from an offense where Schrader is a signal caller? I think you're going to see a lot more creativity than uh, you saw with Tommy Stevens. There's just there's a lot more um, improvisation from uh, Garrett Schrader. He's able to escape the pocket a little more and escape trouble and make some things happen on the run. So, uh, you know, the offense is just – it just seems more open and more creative with him in the game. He's going to make some freshman mistakes. That's that's going to happen with, with any freshman quarterback. But they've been more dynamic with him in the ball game than with Tommy Stevens, especially since Stevens has been banged up with an injury. Well, we know Joe Brady spent some time under Moorhead, and the whole RPO system has really transferred over to LSU. We've seen it a lot. Do you think Schrader runs some of this RPO? And, and does that benefit a guy like Kylan Hill as well? He does run uh, the RPO. He, you know, he's he's still a little shaky on it right now on what decisions he needs to make. You know, there's been a couple of RPO plays that he's made that you know probably ill-advised, but um, he's learning that. Uh, but he's he's perfectly able to do it, and uh, it does benefit Kylan Hill uh, to to run something like that, and especially to get him out in space. That's something that Morris mentioned earlier this week. He wants to do more of is getting Kylan Hill in space and allowing him to, uh, you know, catch the ball maybe out of the backfield or, or run some routes, similar to what they did with Saquon Barkley at Penn State. They just need to utilize him a lot more than running in between the tackles. And I think, you know, any any chance you can do that, it's a good thing. Well, looking at LSU's attack, I mean, Joe Burrow's having the best year I think an LSU quarterback has ever had. How can Mississippi State stop LSU's offensive attack in uh, Starkville on Saturday? I don't know if they can, man. I, I don't see a situation where this defense can clamp down on, on what LSU does. LSU runs the ball well enough to keep teams honest. Uh, you know, They've always had a great running game. But what's separating them from you know those great LSU teams in the past is what they've been able to do in the passing offense. And uh, you know, a lot of that, the credit to the staff, and, and even more of that's credit to Joe Burrow and what he's been able to do as a quarterback. But 
they they finally it seems like they've finally been able to utilize all that talent they have at wide receiver and there's not many guys that Mississippi State has that can cover all those guys. Um, uh, you know, Cam Dance was probably going to be their best opportunity to to make a play down the field, but uh, Burrow is so efficient passing beyond 20 yards. Uh, he's got receivers that can go up and grab a, a pass. It, it's going to be interesting to see just what he does on Saturday. I don't I don't think it's a favorable matchup for MSU. Well, if State is able to pull off an upset, would it be more of a shootout type of game, something they really haven't done much this year? Or do you think they're going to have to have some success in getting some turnovers and forcing this more into a low-scoring game? Yeah, they're going to have to hold with LSU uh, under their usual total. There's no doubt. Uh, they can't, LSU's been scoring 40-plus you know, points over the last uh, eight or nine games, uh, dating back to last season. They can't get in a game like that. I, I don't think this offense is built for um, you know, forty-five points, fifty points. This is this is not a good matchup in that regard. So, uh, state has been good at one thing defensively. That's forcing turnovers. If they're able to do that, they might have a chance. But they're going to have to get them off the field too. They're going to have to force some punts and uh, convert on those uh, possessions where they get stops defensively. Well, going into Moorhead's second season, it, just what's your take on the job he's done in Mississippi State and kind of the overall program feel after that disappointing loss on Saturday to Tennessee? Well, right now there's just, there's not a lot of hope for uh, Moorhead and this fan base. There's not a lot of people that are backing him. Um, he just hasn't shown anything to the fans that would suggest that he's going to win big here. Uh, you know, he won eight games last year with a – with one of the best rosters MSU's ever had, uh, the offense has been really lackadaisical uh, when you when you think about you know, the offenses that they've had in the past. So uh, there's nothing there that suggests right now that um, he's a guy that you feel good about moving forward. Uh, he gave an impassioned speech on Monday, but he's done a lot of those over the year um, and and it, last year as well. He's had some really good conversations with people. But uh, there's unfortunately there's just not much there, and you know, in terms of winning and losing, that's really um, exciting this fan base. So he, you know he's got some proving to do for sure. He's going to have to close strong this year. Well, games at two thirty this weekend, Robbie. Uh, what do you think the atmosphere is going to be like? Uh, I saw Moorhead asking for fans to show up this weekend, and also, how do you see this game turning out? I don't think it's going to be a great atmosphere uh, for Mississippi State. I, I don't think it's going to be anything like it was a couple years ago. That was a really good atmosphere at Davis Wade, uh, a night game. You know, State won that ball game pretty handedly. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of purple and gold in the stadium, honestly. Uh, I, I think there's going to be a lot of empty seats uh, for MSU fans. Uh, so, I, you know, there's just not a lot of excitement around this team right now, and uh, for good reason. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I think LSU wins this one big. I think they cover for sure. And uh, I would take the over. Well, y'all make sure y'all go follow Robbie Falk on Twitter at RobbieFalk247. Robbie, what are y'all doing this week to prepare for the game? And where can people check out some of your work? Yeah, you can come see us at uh, 24-7 Sports. I'm sure um, a, lot, a lot of the fans there have been over 24-7 and seen what uh, Shay and Sonny and those guys have done over there. Uh, we we have a good group as well at uh, at our twenty four seven site. So you can come check us out. We'll have previews of the game. I'll have a big preview of LSU 
uh, and kind of what to expect from them. And it uh, should be a pretty good rest of the week. And uh, we'll welcome anybody to come over and check us out. Well, Robbie, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. And we're looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Once again, want to thank Robbie Falk of 247 Sports joining us. Uh, and would like to welcome our second guest. As always, Josh Samoyne is joining us. Y'all can follow him on Twitter at LSU F-Ball Truth and LSU F-Ball Truth.com. Check out that website as it's revamping this week. But, Josh, how are you doing this afternoon? I am doing good. I just got finished watching some Mississippi State film today. Uh, took a look at a, a, a few games, actually. Um, so, you know, um, I'll be able to give a good aspect on uh, what, who LSU is about to face. Well, Josh, uh, you know, talking with Robbie, uh, man, there's not much optimism around this <laughs> Mississippi State team, and for good reason. Look, they just lost to Tennessee. Uh, it's he. I asked him straight up. I said, uh, "How has Moorhead been? Uh, right. What is the perception around Moorhead? I mean, you're going into year two. You would like to see an improvement from year one, but you're not." And that's the concerning thing with this Mississippi State team. And he said, look, Mississippi State arguably had their best roster ever last year. And all Moorhead could do was win eight games. You saw the regression of uh, a guy like Fitzpatrick. And now, you know, Mississippi State is making the change uh, to go with Schrader for this game full time. Uh, Look, this Mississippi State team, Josh, looking at some of their stats, I mean – they are allowing more points right now than they are scoring. Uh, their defense isn't playing great, and their offense isn't scoring with what we've seen in the past. Josh, I, I mean, this should be a, a an easy game for the Tigers <laughs> if you look at it on paper. Yeah, no, you, Charles. I mean, look, I'm just going to be flat out honest with everybody here that I turned on the Tennessee game, uh, you know, doing my normal thing, and I got through about the third quarter. And I just cut it off. I said, uh, let me, I had to, I went and found, you know, a game where Mississippi State played a little better. Week one against UL, uh, Lafayette. And I went and looked at a couple games because if you, if you watch that, Charles, uh, that offense, you know, there's no way to put it. And I understand where he was coming from. It, it was atrocious. I mean, it was bad. Uh, so I know that they, they're going with Schrader. He had a couple decent little moments in the, in the Tennessee game. Uh, but it's, it's, it's just a struggle for them to move the football. You know, um, they have who I think is one of the more talented running backs in it, you know, in, in the country, Colin Hill. But he just I mean, it ain't him. He just he can't get no lanes. There's, there's, no, there's no way to run. And, you know, if you don't have to respect the pass, which Tennessee absolutely didn't care about the pass at all. And they put eight in the box and just said, go ahead and run on me. And of course you can't. You know, you got talent at these and uh, at these SEC schools. So it, it's going to be it should be a game. LSU, you know, should be able to handle pretty easy but after what happened last time we went up to mississippi state charles i know for a fact that the lsu guys want to return the favor you know i mean i know you're around the program that the the feel is when i talk to lsu you know people that we want to return the favor yeah and and look lsu has had the troy game and i jacob hester said this today on radio he said Mm -hmm. i love how and it might have been hunt palmer it was someone on radio said i love how coach o does not run away from the Troy game. He accepts that they screwed up. He mm-hmm. takes full responsibility and that'll never happen. So this talk that's been going around this week as a letdown game coming off the Florida game, look, Florida fans, Josh have been in my DMS for now <laughs> two weeks. They're continuing yeah. to come after me because I put yeah. out how Derek Stingley was first team uh, mid season 
uh, yeah. All-American. And they're like, oh, yeah, but what about Van Jefferson, this and that? Right. Look, guys, that Florida game wasn't that big of a deal to us. It's a rivalry. We want to pay back for last year. It's just a stepping stone. Like Joe Brady said, we were 1-0 after last week. This week, we're 0-0 zero and zero once again. So I don't think that that letdown factor is going to happen in this matchup. Josh, and, you know, Robbie said he doesn't expect this venue to be what we're used to seeing when we travel up to Mississippi State. He said he's expecting a lot of purple and gold, which to me is surprising because, you know, I know this, this game for Mississippi State is a big game for them. And, and on top of that, Josh, you know, this is a big game where they get a victory. They pull off the upset here. I mean, that is good for recruiting. And not only that, it just helps for a whole mentality as you're watching guys, it seemed like maybe quit on this program. Yeah, at times watching that Tennessee game, Charles, it was it was kind of hard to watch. I do think Mississippi State has talent on defense, especially in the secondary. Um, there are some guys back there that can make some plays. They just don't get any help on the offensive side of the ball. It's just, like you said, right around the third quarter, it just looked like, you know, they just didn't have it in them anymore. And I just didn't have it in me to watch it anymore. So I changed it. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's almost like, uh, you know, I'm not going to speak for their coach or anything, but it just kind of looked like, the, you know, the coach needs to rally the troops, you know, uh, and, and get them guys to believe, believe in him because there's times in that game, uh, the last couple of games where it was just, you know, it was hard to watch and hard to watch the offense, uh, especially the passing game. I mean, it was very anemic, very, very old school. Uh, and you talk about the tickets, uh, Charles, and a lot of LSU fans being there. Um, we had talked offline. I'd mentioned maybe going to the game. So me and the family were looking at tickets to potentially go up there. And there is a ton of tickets still available for that game. I was surprised. Uh, and the wife was showing me and I mean, thousands of tickets still. So, I do expect LSU to travel well. It's cheap. You know, why not? You take the family up there. You four, you get four tickets for 125, 150 bucks with some decent seats. And, you know, LSU should travel well to this game, Charles. Yeah, Josh, looking at this Mississippi State roster, I mean, between them and Arkansas, and I mean, I guess you could throw Ole Miss in there. It's like you have a top top three in the SEC West or maybe a top top two and then two kind of in the middle with Auburn a little bit ahead of A&M. Mm-hmm. And then you've got three at the bottom. It's like, man, this Mississippi State roster from last year, it's like night and day difference. But then you look at a guy like Kylan Hill, who you were talking about at the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got 609 yards on the season. He's averaging 5.1. And that's including the last two games against Auburn, where he averaged 2.6, and Tennessee, where he averaged Uh, 1.2. Look, man, it's, it's crazy to me that, they have maybe the most talented running back on their roster, and they're still struggling so much on offense. It is. It's, it's, but when you watch it, Charles, when you break down that film, and I know you probably have that, they literally – the teams are, are going to say, look, we're putting eight, nine in the box. They're putting nine in the box and saying, prove to me that you can throw it on. And they couldn't. They were throwing interceptions, throwing the ball into the ground, throwing it too high, and Tennessee said, well, we're just going to put eight, nine in the box, and we're going to stop your best player until you can throw the ball on us, and they just couldn't do it. So, you know, obviously Coach Aranda and LSU's watched that film, and I think you're going to see more of the same from LSU. They're going to put eight in the box early on and say, hey, you got a true freshman quarterback? Let's see if he can yeah, Let's see if he can throw the ball against Stingley and Fulton and, you know, and, and the safety with Stevens and them guys back there. Um, and I just don't – he's going to have to prove it to me. You know, I, we talked about Kyle Trask. 
but you know, this is a different type of quarterback here. Kyle's an older guy. Um, he's been, he proved it, you know, over a couple of weeks, but I'm going to have to see it from this true freshman first before I ever believe that Mississippi state can throw the ball on, on you know, on our secondary. Yeah. It looks for Ader, This is his, I, I guess as the sole starter, this is his first game. And, and you know, against Auburn, I, I don't think that he was terrible. You know, he's 12 of 23 mm-hmm. uh, for 209 yards and he had two touchdowns. You know, I, he definitely played a lot better uh, than, you know, you would expect against that Auburn team. You know, granted, that may have been later in the game where, he, you know, he puts up 209 yards. But, you know, he has the ability to run the RPO, which I think can help the running game overall. I, I mean, Josh, is there something that – look, we're so used to seeing these Dan Mullen teams play up. Well, Dan Mullen's not the coach anymore. Right. And, and I know that you have to look at what Moorhead has done and he really hasn't done much offensively. Josh, is there any way we can see all of a sudden just an offensive explosion in this game? I don't – I mean, I, I just don't see it. You know, what Vegas – I think Vegas has a sort of 19-point favorite at this time or 20, somewhere around there. Uh, I, I just don't see it happening, Charles. Um, when you look at Coach Moorhead and where he came from, he was an offensive genius, you know. He was the guru. That's why they brought him in. But I've – this says something that LSU fans should pay attention to. Coach O, and I tweeted this out today, Coach O gets a lot of slack about him not being an X's and O's offensive guy. But Joe is an X's and O offensive guy. But you know what he's not good at? Rallying the troops, getting the energy up in the program, getting them to believe, getting them to want to play as a team, and look where they're at. Joe Moorhead is a very intelligent football coach, and he's very experienced, and he can, believe me, he can coach offense because he's done it in, in a lot of different places. But he's not good at the other aspect of it. He can't rally the troops and make them all believe and march together as as you know one team, and that's what Coach O's good at. And you know he he put the X's and O's guys in place. So I mean that's my honest opinion of Mississippi State. And I just I don't know how much longer they're going to keep Joe there because it looks like they're trending in the wrong direction. I don't call for anybody to obviously to be fired or anything like that. But I just it's just trending in the wrong direction. And I think they're they're about to cross another. You know, another team that's that's going to be tough for them to uh, to move the ball against. Yeah, it, it, look, you know, LSU's had their struggles defensively, and this could be a game where, you know, maybe Mississippi State can take advantage of that and put up some points. I mean, we've seen Vanderbilt do this to LSU. Right. Uh, granted, LSU wasn't fully healthy. You expect a, a more healthy LSU, especially along that defensive front for this game, as Tyler Shelvin finally practiced today. But Josh, I just don't see that happening. And this isn't even talking about uh, what LSU's offense can do against Mississippi State. Mississippi State comes in dead last against the pass in the SEC. Uh, LSU comes in at number one. Josh, uh, field day? (laughs) I mean, you know, I I think that, look, Joe Burrow right now sits at uh, 25 touchdowns on the year. The record for LSU is 28 touchdowns. Uh, which Matt Malk and Rohan Davey have. Uh, Josh, I'm just going to put it out now. Uh, we're going to be talking about a new touchdown leader for LSU after next week. I can see that. I mean, you know, when you, like you said, when you look at the, the raw stats of it, Mississippi State is ranked 11th in rush defense, you know, and last in pass defense. So you, it's not like they can rely on one or the other. Uh, so, I mean, you know, everything, everything is telling us that LSU should have a pretty good offensive day. Um, they, you know, they don't obviously they don't have the talent that Florida Florida has. I do think, like I said, Mississippi State has a couple guys on the back end that can make a few plays. Um, but it's it's just it's just not 
it's not a good time right now in, in, in state. When I talk to a few guys around the program, it's just, like you said, it's almost, it's just a downtime and there's no energy there. I mean, I don't know if these guys truly believe in Joe Moorhead, but you know, he's there for the time. So, um, and like I said, I do think he can coach offense. You know, let's hope this week ain't the week that they figure it out now. No, that that wouldn't be good. But, um, you know, I think LSU walks away, like you said. Joe probably breaks the touchdown record. And just think about that, Charles. He breaks the touchdown record at the midway point of the season. I mean, he's on a pace, you know, to shatter all these records. So, you know, we like I said it in our last pod, enjoy it, you know, because it might be a while before we get to experience something like this again. And, and not only that, I mean, you say, oh, yeah, look, LSU is pretty much done uh, with their easy games, but they still have a team like Ole Mississippi State this weekend. They still have Ole Miss. They still have Arkansas, and they still have Texas A&M. Yeah. Teams that have given up a lot of points to teams, and not to mention you have two difficult games, but you've shown against Florida, while be it at home, that you can still have success against talented defenses. So, Josh, I, I look at this matchup, and – I don't want to take – you know, I'm not taking Mississippi State lightly nope. because it's the SEC. Anything can happen every single week. Uh, so you can't do that. I don't think the team will either, Josh. But I really see this game going in the Tigers' way. Uh, you know, earlier we got a pick um, from um, from our guest, and he said – you know, Robbie said, well – I, I think LSU covers, Josh. I am right there with him. Mm-hmm. I actually think if that point spread is 19 when you're listening to this, over under being at 61 and a half or whatever it is, uh, you might want to put a bet on the over as well, Josh. Because I think LSU covers the spread. Yeah, I think they do too. I got it. You know, I got it like a 52 to 24 game. Um, I think Mississippi State will be able to move. You know, move the ball here or there. LSU has shown that they they can give up a few yards here on maybe a broken play, whatever. But they're starting to kind of fix that. Guys are getting reps. So, you know, I'm thinking 52 to 21, 52, 21. And uh, Charles, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's, it's just weird for me to say that those type scores. But if you know, that's just where we're at right now. You know what I mean? So that's where we're at right now. And until they they prove otherwise that they can't do it, I mean, week in and week out, they're putting up the points. So. Well, LSU is going to go for their seventh straight game uh, this season, as they have gone every single game this year uh, without uh, going less than 40 points, Josh, which when Joe Burrow said that at the beginning of the season, it was like, mm. wait, really? Y'all yeah. score 40, 50, 60? We don't believe that. This is LSU. But they're doing that. But, you know, if Mississippi State does find a way to win, it's going to have to be a low-scoring game. Yep. And, Josh, Mississippi State has had success – enforcing turnovers Mississippi State's gonna have to force some turnovers and, and you know make Joe throw some interceptions in this game if they have a shot to win it yeah they do I mean look they I think they I want to say they lead the SEC in in turnovers uh you know watching that's one thing I could say watching the Tennessee game that the defensive guys especially in, like I mentioned in the secondary they you know they're them guys play hard and they, they go after the ball they 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 pick the ball off a few times they strip the ball out so um for something drastic to happen for LSU to lose this game, I think that's where it would have to happen, Charles. Just like you said, I think for Mississippi State to have any chance in this game, it's going to have to be one of them games where LSU has a couple turnovers in the first half, a couple turnovers in the second half, a tip ball, a strip ball, something like that, and it, Mississippi State kind of hangs around. I think that's really their only shot. And it's not because I, I, I do think Mississippi State has enough talent on the roster to make this a game. I just think where they're at offensively, with their quarterback and, you know, kind of every, everything's going with Joe Moorhead. And, and, and right now it's just anemic. And I just, 
you know, if I don't know if they can score, if even if we maybe moved everybody off the field, Charles, if they could score to keep up with LSU at, you know, 40, 50 points, that's that, that's going to be the problem. Yeah, Josh, I'm with you there. I think LSU covers. I think LSU wins big in this game. Um, and, and, you know, I agree. You know, if Mississippi State's going to have a chance, it's going to have to be a low-scoring game. They're going to have to force turnovers, and they're going to yep. have to play their best game of the year. But right. there's too many things against Mississippi State in this game. They're starting a new quarterback. While he's played a lot, uh, look, this is going to be a game where he's going to have to compete with the number one quarterback in the, in the country right now in Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. And Mississippi State's not having success stopping the pass. Uh, so with that being said, I think LSU tries to establish the run even more. I think you're going to continue to see this this run game progress more and more. You're going to see Ed Ingram play a lot. You're going to see some younger guys on defense play a lot because LSU is going to be getting ready for that Auburn game uh, and then ultimately the Alabama game. But I want to thank both of our guests for coming on. Josh, if people are to check out your work, and I know the big website is dropping this week, I personally will have a piece previewing this matchup. Make sure y'all follow Josh on Twitter at LSU Ball Truth. But Josh, what about the website? Yeah, so details. yeah, just a few more. Um, I actually talked to a few of the uh, a few guys that write some articles for for the Baton Rouge and the Baton Rouge area. Um, they've reached out and has some interest in putting some articles up on the website. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a good deal. We'll have the website up this weekend. Uh, like Charles, you mentioned, you get a piece up there and we got some, some other writers that are interested in getting their work seen. Um, so yeah, it should be good, man. It should be a good mix of some younger writers, some older writers, um, you know, some stats and things like I like to put up there, some of the rankings and also, uh, yeah, just keep an eye out, and I'll post all that. Um, I'll post an updates on Twitter and stuff when when things are uh, when things go live. I will do that as well. Make sure y'all follow the Primetime Podcast on Twitter at Primetime underscore Pod. Check out the Bros Who Think Network as a new episode is dropping this week. We had a new episode of Anime Talk and a new episode of Bros Who Binge will be coming out later. So check out all the stuff on the network. Rate, review, subscribe if you don't do so already. But for Josh Lemoyne and for Robbie Falk, my name is Charles Reese, your host. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy this cool front. Enjoy football. And as always, God bless. Ooh, I bet you